The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today we're going to talk about a really sweet thing that happened in our world, and it's triggering all these thoughts about what might be happening in your world as well. Special honored guests. When we have something going on, we want our loved ones who are out of body to be there. And I've channeled so many times, oh, that new baby from my arms to yours. And oh, that kid makes faces like me. Yeah, not because he knew me here on earth, but because they spend time with me before we're handing them over. You know, the out of bodies, the incoming, the outgoing, they're all hanging out together and they're pretty close to us. So when we have a big event, we want to honor and invite those special guests. We've had an exciting time. Our daughter just got married, and it was a multicultural, pretty cool celebration. It's interesting because they did what a lot of couples will do, a lot of people will do, is they had on a mantle above a fireplace. The whole thing was outside, lots of trees, but there was a fireplace, and they had framed pictures of the loved ones who had passed, Harry's parents, my parents, our daughter's new husbands, his loved ones who are out of body. I love that. I really love that. There's the physical representation. Of course, when I was a kid, I found it rather normal and then confusing. I would look around and I would see in-body people and out-of-body people. And one wedding we went to a while back, the person's first husband who had passed stood on the other side of the bride. The groom was on one side in body. The out-of-body husband who has passed was there. It's interesting because I know that the groom felt him. We talked about it after. It's interesting. They want to come and love and support. And so at the wedding, of course, Harry and I invited our parents. And I could feel them there. And one of the fun things, years ago, somebody called and said, you know, my son is getting married and my husband's out of body. How will I know he's there? I need to know. I know he's there. And the husband came and said, well, when you get the pictures back, and again, this is a lot of digital photography, this happens, they will show up as orbs. And he said, on the dance floor, near people who have a loved one out of body, you'll see like a white one. And that's their person who's there celebrating with them. But next to you, there will be an orb of blue, and that will be me. And a few weeks later, when the pictures came, there was that orb. She was elated because, of course, she wants to put her arm through his. Of course, she wants to hug him and see his face. But he was there. And he proved to her that he was there. 
And so even though we might be disappointed at our not being able to witness their joy, their joy is happening. And isn't that the important thing? Yeah, we want to see it. Yeah, we want to know it. But the most important thing is that they're not missing a beat. In fact, they like to come in and kind of say, well, we kind of help set you up anyway. We kind of help put you together because it almost didn't happen. And they'll just, oh, where did the valley girl come in? At any rate, they are so interactive with us. When you're on that dance floor and you look around, they're there. I've talked before about going to certain celebrations or certain, you know, maybe some religious services drumming or concerts. Oh my God, where there's music. Oh God, do we souls love music? I've come to realize the phrase that comes in is that the air is thick with souls. Now we can bump into each other in body like bumper cars. We give each other, each other a lot of space. A little aside that's coming in. During this whole COVID thing, when we were asked to stay six feet apart, There were a lot of people who were out there working with people very closely and a lot of people isolated or isolated just with some. But it's interesting. It changed how we rely on our energy field. Our auric field extends out pretty far. So if we can't go near each other, we're feeling or training ourselves to pick up energy in a different way. If somebody brushes by you in the supermarket, we pick up their energy. We've learned how to stay pretty steady. I mean, you can feel if somebody has a dark cloud or somebody isn't okay. We're all empathic creatures. It's fascinating to realize that what we were used to and how we were picking up, the whole world kind of changed. Again, you might not have had those kinds of restrictions with those in your household, but how all of us during this whole time perceive energy, it made us a little more fine-tuned in a way. We had to rely more on that intuition rather than literally feeling, not all of us have the awareness of that. Whether you do or not, we're still affected by these energies. Learning how to perceive energy from a little bit further away, and also, you know, with higher adrenals, because there's so much fear going on with this plague happening out there, it kind of resets us and helps us be more sensitive to that higher vibration. And don't forget, and we've spoken of this before, that during the pandemic, out of body, they're always there to help us, but it really helps to ask. They don't want to, it isn't about the lottery, but it's about asking for growth and perspective and how they might help us and have that perspective. And of course, we want to help them as well. The thing is, our out of body loved ones are always wanting to help us. And when we align themselves and give permission for it, it makes it so much easier and it makes it a true collaboration. So what happened during the pandemic is that people who were religious were looking up and saying, oh, God, help us. People who are not religious or who are agnostic or atheist would just like <laughs> say, holy, whatever. And whatever, you know, the cry for help is the cry for help. Whether you're you're directing it to out of body, yeah. But even just looking up and saying, holy moly, help us. The entire out of body vibrational field in our need. This is the first time in recorded history, at least in in what we know of in recorded history. Maybe this has happened before. But because of the communication and technology, People know this is going on all around the world. There is a collective, not just sigh, but looking up and going, ah. And so 
the need is heard and the entire out-of-body vibrational frequency moves in closer to our own. And in our need and our embracing what we can of the sweet things in the universe to raise our vibration, that works together with us. It affects every one of us. And again, if you're working on getting that signal system down, if you want to do that, if you just got a shot of energy shooting out of your right foot, that means that you're able to, and if you didn't get it, that's fine. We do it differently. All of us pick up differently. But what that's telling us, whether you felt it or not, is that we're going on in our evolution, learning how to perceive energies more fully. It feels like we're all getting more psychic now. You know, it's like you think of somebody they call. Um, I was talking to an old friend this morning. She said, oh my God, somebody, these famous people, when they pop into my head, even when they're young, then they're gone. Why am I picking up on this? All the information is available. It's like we talk about those Akashic records or the libraries. Divine consciousness, they just looked at me and smiled. They're channeling, but they're channeling something that I was very excited to kind of figure out. Maybe you figured this out a long time ago. I believe that we are, and again, this is channels, either having, they're choosing how I tell you this, the guides here, to put it the right way, because there seems to be some kind of universal feeling to it. I feel like there's a part of me that's attached up above and has access to the whole, that higher self, that higher intuition, that higher knowing. And I think that's true of all of us. And I do believe, and if you see orc fields where those cords that do go right up, those golden cords, we are attached. We are attached. And that higher consciousness, we might feel like an untethered leaf in the wind when somebody in the physical has gone out of body, but we're not. We're still attached. They're still attached to that life force. Yes, they're out of body. It's a different breath, but they have vitality, energetic vitality. They vibrate differently. They don't need the physical breath the way we do. They don't sleep the way we do. It works well for them. So they can access us and still have plenty of time. And what's time anyway? That's a whole other story. But they're able to expand and learn aerodynamics. Everybody who's, <laughs> they, they laugh here. Kids who are watching planes and oh my God, it's like, well, yeah, because we remember how to fly. And we do it when we're sleeping. So if you're getting and wanting to tune into those bodily signals, notice the little finger on your right hand. If it's getting a little tingly, you know more in your little finger than any of these words can tell you. You are tuned into your birthright. And if you're getting a little feeling of a pat on the back in between those shoulder blades, yes, you're making a responsibility to understand and expand. And they're always saying, take what works for you. Let the rest go. Be a sieve in that way. Be a sieve. Hold on to what vibrates with you. And if something doesn't feel like the right way for you to do it, let it go. There are some people who do automatic writing. There are some people who can basically take the cues from the dog because the dog is reacting to the kid, so they know where the kid is. There are so many ways to do it. But right here, right now, take a breath and let's do it. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. Isn't that cute? We put ourselves in a robe of it, but inside that robe, you know what we are? They want you to know. We are divine consciousness. Notice your thumb if you're looking to learn cues, if not disregard. 
the pad of your thumb on whatever your writing hand is or, or dominant hand, mine is my right, I'm feeling that tingling. And a new thing has come in when I'm really getting something channeled in and they feel we've nailed it. I'll get a vibration in the pad of my thumb and it's like thumbs up. Then I turn it upside down, not for thumbs down. And then I kind of press it into my leg because it's grounded. I'm bringing it back in. So you could take that thumb, you could put it to your heart, to your gut, to your leg, whatever you want to do. It's not a thumbs down, it's a thumb inward. Because you're picking up that energy and you're training yourself to feel it in the physical. Do you know that one little girl came in and yeah, she is right. Her mom was so determined to feel her. And of course, you can't sit alone in a room and just hang out with your out of bodies. The key and the beauty is that the, that the physical plane and interaction with each other and with creation is what raises our vibration. So she knew that and she knew she had to connect with life, stay here, be available for other people who needed her. But she learned how to feel literally the hug. We're able to do that. Notice your little finger right now. The biggest thing is not to get too far into your head. Ah, somebody just pulled on very lightly because we don't want to be obscene. But my middle finger, screw that. We don't need to think about it. Our thinker is not equipped to tell us how to do it. But the thinker wants to. So give that thinker a little hug. Kiss it on the forehead. Yeah, I know. It's like trying to kiss your elbow. I know. Send it a little kiss and let it relax because your heart and gut, they know what your loved one feels like. Take a breath. You see, you've just done, we clothe ourselves in a robe of light. Now the other part, we wear that robe of light not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Porous, isn't it? It's not a shield. It's an invitation to all. You know why? We're related to all. Ah, but we have to be discerning. Only high vibration. So all are invited. And those who are on that high vibration with that good intention, your loved ones, even if they said something nasty and they were grouchy and they were mad the day they left and whatever happened, they're crying too. Love is the dominant emotion here, even if there was trouble. Usually, very often, we align with the souls we're going to be with, and we're looking to work things out. And if we didn't get that opportunity to have a peacefulness, my goodness, then we ask them to rest in peace. You know what? Yeah, peace is great, but they're active actively trying to help us have peace in a reciprocal way. So take a deep breath and your field is open. Your vibration is open. Let your hands rest on your lap with the palms open or if you're lying down just next to you, palms open. Take a breath and just feel, have no agenda. Let the words distract you. Ah, you might notice that the soles of your feet are feeling magnetized to the earth plane. Good. It's good to be grounded. And that's an important thing to do. Oh, notice what's going on in your gut. There could be some pain there. This could be some hurt. There could be still that feeling of being punched in the stomach that you feel like that might never go away. And yet, and yet, is there something else? Take a deep breath. 
Allow it to expand like your little belly is a little Buddha belly. Just let it expand. Notice what your back is doing, trying to let go. When somebody we love goes out of body, we hold so tightly. Most of us, because it's a way of holding on to them. I remember that I was so upset. The earth turned and the morning came following the day my father passed. What right did it have? That world was, wait, what? So that pain can be there. And at the same time, that rising sun is there for you. And you're grounded and you're living on the earth plane. And they're laughing because they're saying, a lot of the people listening to this are in body. Probably more are out of body because they are with you right here, right now in your listening. It's interesting how time works. We record this. You listen to it whenever it feels like a good time to listen. Sometimes you're prompted by your loved ones who have the need. Sometimes it's your need. Usually it's a collaboration. And so maybe you'll listen. But you're out of bodies. Notice your feet. Notice the energies. Let your shoulders drop down. Don't work so hard. But you'll notice. They're here. Your gut might feel tight. You might feel sad. Deep breath. We've asked for that higher vibration. And if you find yourself starting to smile in spite of yourself, that's okay. So many people say after a loved one goes out of body that if they laugh or smile, they feel that they're betraying the loved one who's out there. And the loved ones out there say, no, 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 no. Your laughter is joy to our ears. We want you to be okay. We know we're going to meet up in the same frequency. We don't want you to suffer in the interim. We want to know what you're doing. We want to play. And now with this frequency coming together more and more with our earthly needs, we can show up more in ways that you can understand. They've been showing up at weddings and at birth. I've been hearing over and over at births, a lot of souls might come right to the family or they're going to be with. Sometimes they pick a more circuitous route. They're guided all the way through. And there are soul things going on and they're being held. No one is ever born alone, out of body. Everybody is out there helping them to align. And of course, even if you give birth alone, the, the mama is still there and hopefully conscious, but usually and hopefully in good circumstances, they're there to help and celebrate and receive the, the baby coming in. It's the same way going out. Somebody could be alone in a hospital bed or in a car or wherever it is that, that they make that transition, they are not alone. They are out of bodies with them. Kids who have had accidents talk about it happened really fast and I didn't know. And then I saw grandma and I thought, oh, expletive. I know what that means. But nobody's alone. And going into the light, going into divine, and nobody's alone. There are crowds. And I've talked about before when somebody is getting ready to go out of body, they don't like to talk about, oh, somebody's going to pass soon. But if there's a reason for knowing that could be helpful, somebody might need to get there, somebody might need to do whatever, how they will show that, it isn't 
from their end, they're not showing a tragedy. They flip a big giant white tablecloth towards us, towards the in-bodies, showing that they are waiting and setting the table to receive our loved one. It's all going on. So let's go back to the wedding. At one point, I felt Harry's mom. We've had, we've had some health challenges, and I can feel her with us helping. She's been out of body for quite a few years, really helping, really helping us. I watched her as she watched Harry dance with our daughter. She was elated, elated and clapping her hands as Harry danced with his grandniece, who we don't see very often. It's all about healing. If you're getting a wave now, your loved ones are right now wrapped around you and letting you know that they like to be present. And and maybe somebody wasn't a dancer before, but you know what? Okay, if they show up as an orb, they don't have to be dancing, right? They make jokes. They want us to be as light as possible. And having somebody we love going out of body well, that would be the heaviest thing possible, wouldn't it? And yet, and yet, it feels like a duality. And yet when you take responsibility to allow, it's too hard to let the thinker do it, but allow the spiritual reality to come into the physical and ease and ease. And ease some of the suffering because they know beyond a doubt we're not done. You probably know that too by now, but sometimes it's hard to remember on the physical plane when we're trying to figure something out or the longing is so big. It's channeled in so many times that sometimes when you get that wave of that person and you just, ah, it's because they're hugging you. Yeah, it is. It's because they're hugging you. So we've been talking about those transitions of birth transitions of going out of body. What about those big transitional events? We started talking about the wedding we just had in our family. And what's going on there? Those are nice big things that happen. I've already talked about some of the things that happen where we really not so much celebrating, but we need so much help. I've, I've talked about how Harry had heart surgery not long ago. And in the waiting room, Sarah and I, our daughter and I are looking around And so many people, again, thick with souls. You see somebody with somebody sitting next to them and their arm around them and everyone's waiting and praying and doing whatever we're doing. And then you see three, four people, that light, it's like a, it's like a dome of light of loved ones. So these interactions are happening so many times, so many ways when we're sleeping, when we have a fearful thing. Again, they travel at the speed of light. But then we have the invitationals. We're going to invite you to this. Well, it's interesting because Harry and I had that conversation about divine consciousness and the sun. So Harry, as I've shared with you, since we've had some physical challenges, Harry's been channeling more and more. He doesn't like to say he's channeling because he doesn't get whole sentences, but he's getting the wave. He understands when he can feel and discern who it is. And I can look over and see that's the person hugging him. Poor guy's had to live with me long enough. So thank God he didn't go running away a long time ago. But it's really kind of fun and interesting. And we always share this stuff, but him experiencing is it as well. So as someone who was living 
around this stuff, but not necessarily downloading until rather recently, Harry wrote this as a way to share it. Feel and honor the connection, be it tears, a wave of chills, or a smile, knowing and understanding that you continue sharing your life and love with family, friends, those in need, and loved ones who have passed, honoring the strength and love you received from those loved ones who have passed, those family and friends making you the person you are today. Don't negate your feelings, the feelings that make you who you are. That's the end of what Harry wrote down. Lately, Harry's been writing down or downloading a theme, and he's channeling that. But the thing is, whether we're doing it with words, whether we're doing it with crying, whether we're doing it with just that feeling, that flash, that knowing, when you're with some of these events, if you have the strength to go to these, and I hope eventually you're able to go out and about, or maybe you are now, depending on your circumstances, and celebrate earthly things, weddings and coming-of-age ceremonies that are beautiful in so many different cultures, it's really beautiful to allow yourself to engage. And of course, the head is going to go there and hurt because maybe there's a loved one who would have been engaged and they're with you. And that's hard, but they are. They literally are. And even as we acknowledge that it isn't the way we want, if we can take that deep breath, which you've been doing, taking that deep breath and acknowledging, I don't feel you as much as I do yet, or maybe, hey, you were pain, I don't need to feel you yet, you know, whatever's going on, they are cognitive. And we can allow ourselves to be as well. Everything that everyone has learned here goes with the person soul-wise. It's been proven over and over, and maybe we'll just talk about that sometime, about how the soul holds all the memories, and the brain is this really terrific computer, and that whole, I think it's Descartes, I could be wrong, that's me, because they, they didn't channel that, they just said, yeah, I think, oh, they're laughing at me, say, so, yeah, I should just channel and not talk, huh? That whole, I think, therefore, I am, it's really beautiful. However, if you're only thinking, then you have a hypothetical. When you're in it, your gut, your heart, and your intuition, your own from your higher self, and then an extension. Oh, take a breath and just feel your loved ones gathering close. We've done the protection. Feel them gathering in, just loving you. Invite them if you like. Maybe you already did. Share some memories if you'd like, if you know they were there. Tell them about things because they've probably seen it, but they love hearing your perspective. What did it feel like to be at that event? How did your heart feel? Yes, you were missing them. But <laughs> it's really true. You know, it was Harry that came up with the name of the podcast, Past Yet Present. Because they're past in that physical way, but they're present. And they want to hear about whether you think it to them or talk out loud how you felt about it. Because if they were in body, they would have been hearing about it. They would have been there. Well, they are there. And they still want to hear your perspective. And if you allow yourself to just rest and not think 
And maybe just when you're falling asleep, when you get that wavy feeling and the vibration is going up, maybe you'll hear or feel or sense a perspective of theirs, something they saw, something they felt. When somebody goes out of body, they miss that being in cahoots and the shared smile and the shared jokes, just as we do. They have access to us. But if we feel that we lost that connection, they're losing, not the connection, they see us. You're not hurting them that way. But you and they have not just the potential, but the reality to continue that kind of relationship. If you look up, if you and your lovey out there would connect and go, okay, we need to leave this party, but you're as polite as can be and nobody knows, well, whatever inside joke. All you have to do is look up and think that thought. It comforts them. Shouldn't get in the way of your earth life here. You're still going to communicate with all the peeps here. But you are allowed to, and it's healthy, to acknowledge that your loved one still loves you and is there. And it matters to them how you are doing because they are cognizant. They just pictured we're from Massachusetts and in Salem, you have all these like witchy stories and the guy on the horse with his head is a pumpkin under his arm. Is that Sleepy Hollow or something like that? I'm probably all mixed up. See, when it's me, it's a whole other story. <laughs> but that's what I picture sometimes. And I've seen it with my own parents when they were, and with other people who are in the process of going out of body with their eyes closed and literally will say what they see with their eyes closed, and I look up and I see it too, in body and out of body. People are out there channeling. They don't have their physical brain with them, but they know your past and their current. They know what's going on now. So funny, so many people will say, especially some of the older folks, oh, one older man is saying that he was emotionally constipated and he was taught to be that way. You show your love by providing and that was it. And then you keep your mouth shut. And then you realize how much you want to be present, how much it's really a gift. And so out of body, this person is saying, now is my opportunity. We had a car accident almost two years ago. And I really think both Harry and I were reset somewhat. And a lot of these events will do that. I know in my heart and could feel that Harry's mother literally pushed him against me. And so he didn't get hurt from the accident itself. It's, it's very fascinating how they can help us. And, and in some ways, yes, then we say, well, why didn't somebody save or do? Everybody has whatever is going on. But the thing is, if you're here in body, your loved ones are here and it matters to them that you know that their love and commitment and even if they poke at you, that will continue. And if you're not of body listening to this, isn't this fun? Because you're watching your loveys in their body expand. And that was just the invitation to hold you in body. So take a breath and just feel that. You can play any time. The brain is there to guide you. You can say, I'd like this one to come in. The brain is there to remind you of the mantras, protection and intention, an invitation, but for high vibration. 
If you want to say anyone else who has a message for somebody, you can come through too. But you always want to do that high vibration. And again, it's just a sweet thing that keeps your vibration high and keeps everything for healing purposes. And if you're into the signal system, notice the right foot and the energy going straight out. You've got this. You've got all the moving parts, whether you feel it through your body, whether you hear things, whether you see things, whether you just get an energetic wave. You know what? We don't have to break it all down. If you love, you know what that feels like. You know what that feels like. Let's continue to play with that. Another thing that we talked about, Harry mentioned recently, he has a feline girlfriend named Goldie. Okay, so this feline girlfriend, she sits on him all the time and has her paws on his cheeks and stares into his eyes. She and her children have been here for a while. So she's done that for many, many years. Since this accident, oh boy, she ramped that up. And it's really interesting because Harry asked, do you think our out-of-bodies could work through our animals? And I just started laughing because so often... When that cat is doing that, before I told Harry what I thought, I said, who do you think it is? And he said, my mother. And I laughed because when this is happening, I look over and she is right there. You know, she had a lot of trauma in her life. She was unable to love, yeah, you know, be a good mom in a lot of ways, but she was unable to bond emotionally. And she had good reason for it with what she had gone through in her life. And out of body, with all the healing that's happened, she's with us, helping us, loving us, and helping Harry. Literally, she's working through the cat. It isn't a possession thing like movies. But they can, again, they can work through and bring us butterflies. And the cat loves them. The cat is doing everything she loves to do anyway. But is there something extra that she's coming through? You bet there is. And it's healing Harry and it's healing, it's healing his mom. And you know what? It's really good for the cat. It really is. Because all that energy is so healing. We'll talk more about that. I think animals next time and how they can be a vibrational conduit for us. They're so sweet. We have soul animals that come back. We'll talk about that, but how they literally do help our out-of-bodies with signal systems and expressions of love and caring. The love continues. They are our out-of-bodies. Our out-of-body loveys are honored guests. Put their pictures out. Invite them in. They love that. But then commiserate with them. Talk about what they thought. Look look for orbs in the pictures when you get them. Ask them to just, you know, show you a few surprises. Do the intention and protection and have fun. And just know that our well-being is so important to them. And, of course, we want to do for them. And the biggest thing that we can do for them is always having them as honored guests just as we are for them, because that love continues. And because these are soul connections, that vibrational separation cannot fear asunder. Oh no, we're just separated by a vibrational frequency. And sometimes we have times where we're so close in vibration and we can feel them.
It matters to them. It matters to us. Put out the vibration. Put out the invitation. Allow the vibration. Allow the invitation. And that's all you have to do. It isn't about working at it. It's about love. And you know what? The people you might have had some of your more troubling things on earth with, if it feels right to you, sometimes they wait and they want an invitation because they feel they might have done, they're still watching out for you, but maybe they feel like they weren't as helpful as they could have been. If you feel the connection and you'd like to invite them, even if there are things to work out, do invite them in. They are honored guests. And as honored guests, you allow the misunderstandings or even the bumping heads. Some of that will soften. And what happens when you share with honored guests is multiplication of the joy of the event you're in. Because so many of those loved ones they would be there if they were in body. And it's that old song, wild horses could not keep them, even out-of-body horses couldn't keep them away. They're there, they're loving. Allow ourselves to, I know it sounds like a weird word, but enjoy that. Enjoy the knowing of that. Even as we're wrapping ourselves around it, let it be your responsibility to know, because that's how we can help them, as well as ourselves. Till we meet again. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tollison, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.